This episode is sponsored by Realtor.com, who wants you to take advantage of your free profile on Realtor.com. By claiming and completing your free profile, adding a photo, and all of the information that puts you head and shoulders above the competition, you're on your way to receiving free leads, helping search engines find you, and staying top of mind with past clients. To learn more about claiming your free profile, go to realtor.com forward slash profile. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is my special guest, Ashley Baker. She is the founder of Coastline Marketing LLC, a boutique digital marketing agency. In her five plus years in marketing and entrepreneurship, Ashley has guided hundreds of business owners to business growth through SEO, content marketing, social media, and email marketing, and so much more. And she is joining me today to talk about hashtags, which we're going to dive into a pretty specific topic with um, the idea of hashtags. But still, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the world of hashtags and why we use them and how you all can use them to better your business. So Ashley, welcome on to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Allison. Of course. Um, so before we get started, I would like to hear a little bit about yourself and your career journey, founding your own business. Tell us what your career path has looked like and what made you decide to start up your own company. Yeah. So, I mean, backing what feels like way back now, um, college days have been a long time. I actually originally went to school um, thinking that I was going to be a physical therapist. And it just turns out that I'm really terrible at science. Um, so <laughs> didn't work out for me and decided, you know, kind of reevaluate what I really felt passionate about and what I like to do. Um, got into marketing and um, business management. And that's what my degree was in. So started on the corporate side of marketing, worked with in the pet industry, which was a lot of fun. Started at the company and actually was one of just two other people in the department. So I was thrown into a lot of different aspects of marketing very quickly, which wound up actually being kind of a positive because I got to play around in areas that I was really uncomfortable with coming fresh out of college. <laughs> After that, though, then I went on to working in an agency and really enjoyed that again, just got to work in a lot of different aspects. And I just started to kind of think about what I wanted to do, you know, five, 10 years down the road. And where I was currently at, I was enjoying what I was doing, but I really wanted to work with clients on a more one-to-one basis. Working with an agency, there's such a big team, which is definitely beneficial, but I felt like I wasn't actually getting to speak with the clients and really understand their goals and just focusing in on what you know they specifically needed and what they wanted and giving them that little more personalized attention than having to feed everything through six other people before it necessarily got to them. And so during COVID, decided that I was going to take a massive risk and go out on my own and have been doing this ever since. So it's been a wild ride, but I've really enjoyed it and just 
being able to take that more personalized one-on-one time with everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and wow, what a risk. You're right to, to start up a, <laughs> your own company in the middle of COVID. I mean, add more craziness to, to the plate, you know, why not? Oh yeah, <laughs> I ate a lot of cookies during that time. <laughs> Yes, I think I think we all did. Um, no, but but that's great. Thanks for sharing a little bit more about you and and what you do. And that's why we had you on the show today. Because you're the expert in this. You know, this is your world. And as you mentioned, you know, you work super closely uh, with your clients to guide them on ways to get their message out there. And I think that is, you know, one of the big things that these hashtags do. You know, when we think about social media and hashtags and the world of that, uh, which we're going to get into, but I think that is really one of the main purposes that they serve is to help get the word out there and and share your personal message when it comes to a topic. Um, That's kind of my perspective on it. What, in your perspective, what, what is hashtags and why are they so important? You hit the nail on the head. Hashtags are really important for just reaching your target audience. You can put a message out there and especially, you know, a year ago, hashtags had it for Instagram, for example, had a different level of importance, right? People were stuffing their captions with hashtags merely to get in front of the people that were relevant to them. Now that's changed a little bit, but still on the same spectrum. That's essentially what you're doing with hashtags is you're trying to reach your target audience. So instead of reaching every person who likes content marketing, right? Or realtors, then you can get a little more niche and decide, okay, well, I'm in Ohio, I'm in Cleveland. So maybe my hashtag's going to be Cleveland realtor and really get niche with who you're actually speaking to. Um, The whole goal of social is ultimately to be social and have a conversation. So as much as, you know, we'd like to have a conversation with everybody in the world, that doesn't actually make sense for most businesses, especially being a realtor. If you're in Ohio, you don't want to be speaking to somebody necessarily in, um, you know, California or Florida. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and talk a little bit too. Um, just give our, our uh, listeners, for those who aren't super familiar with the world of hashtags, just kind of how they work and how as a user, you know, they, they work with your posts. If I'm searching for something or if, you know, I, I um, see a particular hashtag, walk us through that process and how those hashtags work and filter like search results. It, essentially, you, you know, kind of nailed it there again, too. It is a little bit of a search engine, I guess, for social platforms. So, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of these major platforms use hashtags. So using, you know, hashtag podcast, right? Then you get to speak directly with the community of people who are only interested in podcasts. If you're searching for people or clients or anybody else who might like something relevant to you. So for me, right, I like to go hiking. So something that sometimes I'll look up is, you know, hashtag hiking destinations. Then I'm immediately connected with people who are familiar and interested in the same things that I am. So it's a nice way of finding your audience and then being able to kind of dig in a little bit deeper into what they're wanting. You can very easily scroll for hours on social media. I'm 100% a victim of that. But as you're scrolling, you get to know your audience a little bit better through hashtags. So being able to go in and do hashtag home buys or whatever, you're looking for a remodel, those people tend to talk about specific things. So you can start to kind of pinpoint what areas you can fill for them. So using hashtags as a whole is, you know, as a user, right on the side of things for me, I can find people that are liking the same things as me. On the business side, 
I'm able to find what my audience is asking. What questions are they looking for? What gaps can I fill for them? Yeah, no, thank you for that breakdown. I think that's super helpful. And I think too, it's a way to categorize things. You know, if you are posting a a video of something and it's hashtag open house, then that's all going to save under the open house you know, group. And I think that is super helpful when it comes to these two. Is that kind of similar to what you found as well? Oh, for sure. Yep. So it's, you know, again, if you can get really granular with that, so instead of just hashtag open house, right, Cleveland open house. So then somebody who's moving to the area might be able to find you that way. Um, I always just think about it as it is a giant search engine. So what would somebody type in to find you? Um, What would somebody type in to, you know, find that specific piece of content? So it can be something as simple as you're posting a video and hashtag video. Um, And that is definitely, you know, a way to categorize what you're posting, or you can do hashtag realtor video, getting a little more niche as you go. Yeah. And how do the hashtags work? So if, for example, and and I'm guessing, you know, from what you're saying is the more you specify, the better it is. So instead of doing like hashtag open house, I should do hashtag Cleveland open house, because when we're actually searching those hashtags and we see content popping up, um, how does that work and what type of um, algorithm algorithms or things that we should think about when it comes to actually having our content pop up when we search for those certain hashtag phrases? Yeah, so I mean, the algorithm is different by each platform. Um, so there are different things that you want to do based off of if you're going to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. And the first thing I always tell people is to figure out who your audience is and where they're actually going to be, right? So my grandma is not on TikTok. Um, she would be more likely to be on Facebook. If your grandma is on TikTok, kudos to them. But um, ultimately trying to figure out where they're going to be first. And then from there, starting to kind of decide, okay, well, you know, this is going to be the types of content that I post. This is now where you start to kind of develop that hashtag strategy. Um, so you do want to get, like you said, more granular with things because that is how, again, right, if I'm searching just hashtag open house, you're client is going to get a wide array of people who are doing open houses, which if you're just going for views, great. You can 100% do that all day. But if you're looking for people who actually want to work with you, then you do want to get a little bit more granular. So for instance, Twitter, um, I tell people just like one to two hashtags. That's where you really want to dig into your niche target market. Um, LinkedIn, no more than three. So you want to do something very broad. So you do like we talked about, right? Hashtag realtor and something more niche. Hashtag Cleveland realtor. But ultimately, you never want to distract from the conversation you're trying to have. So using hashtags shouldn't be something that, you know, you're just stuffing in for the sake of knowing that you're supposed to have hashtags on these platforms. That's something that I feel like people were really big into a few years ago. You'd go on a lot of the social platforms and see someone who had, you know, the absolute max hashtags you could have. I can't remember what it was, but there's a lot. Now you'll notice people are getting a little more specific in what they're putting out there instead of just saying, here's my 12 hashtags, come find me. They're saying, well, these are the people that I want. This is how you're going to find me. Yeah. If you have to, you know, click those little three extra dots to see more, and then it's just like a paragraph, like three inches (laughs) thick of hashtags. It's a lot. Yes. And you'll notice too, I mean, even now when you start to go on platforms and you just follow your favorite people, right? You'll notice those paragraphs of things don't even have anything to do with their content most of the time. I mean, it could be a video about puppies and they're hashtagging kittens because they want the same people who like puppies and kittens. People go a little crazy, a little abusive with the hashtags and it's not helping them ultimately. 
Yeah. So you would say stay away from the hashtag soup and the hashtag paragraph at the at the bottom of your phone. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but you did mention that you can do more than one in certain instances. Yep. For sure. So, I mean, it, it comes down to, like I said, so platform. So like Twitter, my recommendation is usually one to two. LinkedIn, I say no more than three. That's currently what LinkedIn's also recommending in their best practices. Facebook, I personally, with all of my clients, have not seen a lot of success using hashtags across them, but that doesn't mean you should discredit them. I tell people test it. Maybe your audience is that exception to the rule. And then Instagram is changing the game of things a little bit. So um, recommendation is for targeted hashtags, but really hashtags are losing a lot of the relevancy on the platform. So now they're focusing more on just keywords. So think of those things you type into Google to, for someone to find you. So if they're typing in realtor, they're getting a large broad category like we talked about. So what is someone going to type in to find specifically you? You want to use those organically within your caption, just like you're having a conversation instead of in those hashtags. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, Visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah, that's super helpful um, information. Interesting to see. I feel like Instagram is always changing too. I mean, I just saw something yesterday that now reels are starting to take over completely from stories. And I mean, it's just, it's constantly changing. So it's hard to hard to keep track of all this. So I think our, our yes. conversation around this super timely, and you kind of mentioned a little bit about the strategy of it. But why, in your opinion, is it so important to have a hashtag strategy? And beyond just, you know, how many hashtags you're posting with a certain post? Why is it so important? Can you give some other examples of, of some certain ways we can strategize with our hashtag? Yeah, so I mean, hashtag strategy as a whole is part of kind of a bigger conversation, right? It's part of just your social media strategy strategy. So, you know, your social media strategy is more than just how many times a day am I going to post? It's really getting a little more specific into what types of content you're going to post, how often you're going to post, and then also what hashtags you're going to be using. So ultimately what I do for people is if, you know, a specific client is I get a little more nitty gritty into deciding, okay, let me look and see what your competitors are doing. That's a great place to start for people. Just going on and seeing, okay, well, these are the hashtags they're using. This is the type of engagement they're getting. Um, and then kind of working backwards from there. You can start, it can be a really timely, um, or not timely, sorry, a large time investment <laughs> if you do this manually. There are platforms that will do it, but you can sit there and you can you know, make a giant spreadsheet of all the hashtags people are using and then see which ones are kind of being cross-referenced across all of your competitors. And ultimately, you're doing this and you're taking the time to do this because you want to maximize your reach and engagement. I mean, ultimately, the goal outside of generating leads, that's what you're looking for. So as part of your whole social strategy, you're trying to figure out, you know, like I said, what platforms you're going to go on. Um, you know, where's your target audience at? What relevant content can I share? And then does that content align with those hashtags that I'm finding? Um, 
that's a big piece of it. People find, like we just talked about, right? Like posting a video of a puppy and then hashtagging kitten. Um, it's kind of giving people, it pushes people away ultimately. Yeah, I know that's something I run into too. And I'm like, why is this showing up? Like, this has nothing to do with what I'm searching for, or what what hashtag yeah. I'm clicking on. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit just about the power that these hashtags can potentially have. And you mentioned, you know, just the opportunity for you to, to increase that awareness and in um, engagement. And, you know, I'm reading here that Twitter business tweets with relevant top hashtags can generate a major lift in the marketing funnel, 18 percent increase in message association, 18% or 8% in brand awareness and 3% in purchase intent. I mean, these are pretty big numbers that we're seeing just, yeah. you know, from using these hashtags properly. Uh, what are some mm-hmm. other ways or examples um, that you've seen a uh, business grow from using hashtags in the right way? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Speaking specifically to realtors, right. I looked at some just statistics of social media usage um, and the importance of, you know, people actually using relevant hashtags and then being on social and having a presence as a whole. So the National Association of Realtors, they came out and said that 46% of realtors agreed that social media was their best tool for generating quality leads. Um, 96% of home buyers are searching for their homes online. So using those social platforms and then, you know, just kind of a bigger picture thing is that 38% of those new clients are coming strictly from social media, but another 18% is coming from Facebook ads. So just really honing in on the importance of social media there. It can make a significant impact. People often look at social as the thing that you do that's a little bit extra on the side, right? Well, if I have a time, I'll post. That's great. But ultimately you want to be consistent and it can drive results, but consistency is key. Hashtags are key. Um, It is kind of a giant formula, right? Captions. Um, You want to make sure you have the right mix of content that's really going to generate those leads and make sure that people are coming to you. Yeah, you just really, you know, drove home the importance of of being on social media and doing it in the right way. And that's, you know, what I think is important about our conversation here, because we can go and hashtag a million different, you know, things, but doing it in the right way can really be you know, a great way to get your message out there and, and, you know, raise awareness about you and your brand. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just such a big opportunity that exists, especially for our realtors. I mean, those stats you just mentioned, um, you know, really just showcase the power that exists, you know, in in social media and in doing it right and not just a fun thing on the side. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, you know, like a big piece of that is people get nervous to show themselves and to post things. Right. And I tell people, in the beginning, there's no wrong way to do social media. I mean, there is, but there's not. Just start. That is the biggest hurdle. Um, get on video. Don't be nervous about it. Completely mess up. Blow it for the first few times. Just put little pressure on yourself and then start getting a little more technical and starting to realize what's working for you and what isn't. The investment is large, but you do have to take the time to do it. And if ultimately I tell people, right, like there's a certain amount of times that we want you to post on social. If you can do it once a month, even if that is the only level of consistency that you can do, and that's your starting level, start there. (laughs) Don't not post just because you don't feel like you could commit to it, you know, three times a week. 
Yeah, those are really good points. And, you know, I, I love what you said about it's okay to mess up, you know, because I feel like I would rather, and this might just be a personal thing, but I feel like I would rather see someone put their genuine self out there and make a mistake and show that they are human and, and, and you know, not be perfect. Like, I feel like I would be more drawn to that sort of content than watching somebody be perfect every day all day. And I feel like we're seeing more of that, you know, from the mm-hmm. content and stuff that I even see in my on my own feed is, is people showing, you know, the imperfect parts of their life. And I think that that can be really powerful. And like, like you said, don't be afraid to show that off because I think it really shows, you know, the vulnerability and the realness, you know, that, yeah. that our, our clients can bring. Yeah. And yeah. You connect. I mean, ultimately your clients are going with you as a realtor because they saw something in you that they connected with. Um, so don't be afraid to show that. I mean, often, and you can look at some of the top realtors pages and they're showing pictures of their family camping, um, something that somebody else is going to watch. Like, well, I like camping too. So maybe they'd be a great realtor for me because we could talk about that. Don't be afraid to show that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, so true. I I, I agree with you 100%. I want to talk about uh, trending hashtags and how we can follow that. What is your strategy or what do you recommend as far as when things are trending? How should we pay attention to that and how... Do we join that conversation in the right way, not just posting it on a random thing because we see that it's it's trending? <laughs> right. Yeah. So Twitter is a prime example of this, right? So earlier today, I was on there and just kind of seeing what other people were posting, if there's anything you know relevant that I could read. And the trending hashtag was Rugrats, the 90s television show, right? And as fun as that is in my brain, I'm like, oh, I can think of so many funny things about the Rugrats, but that doesn't fit me as a brand. I can't. I mean, immediately anyway, think of a way to spin marketing in a way that's going to mix with the Rugrats, that's going to be anything meaningful for the people I'm trying to reach. Um, If my ultimate suggestion is if you're looking at things and you're thinking, I'm going to really have to think about this, you probably shouldn't be posting on that trending hashtag. Um, If it's something you can organically think off the top of your head and say, oh my goodness, yes, like I 100% have a very well thought out explanation of why I like this thing or why it's relevant to my audience, then engage with that trending hashtag. Um, But there's a very, usually a clear line in your own mind of kind of a gut feeling, yes, this works for me, or no, this doesn't. Rugrats was going to be a big stretch for me. (laughs) And so my gut feeling was, this doesn't make sense as a brand, right? So I'm not going to engage with this. But now the other day we were talking about the Instagram algorithm changes that's very relevant for me. So hashtag Instagram, I can 100% talk about that on Twitter. It makes complete sense. Um, But go with your gut on those things. Usually if you have to think more than five minutes, it's probably not a great fit. That's a really good bit of advice. It's nice to know that you don't have to be involved in every single conversation just because it's trending. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Think about like video trends too, like reels, like just because an audio is trending or you see someone, everybody doing it, doesn't mean that you need to spin around in your chair wearing goofy socks just because your favorite influencer did. I think that's really important to notice. Think about your brand, kind of put that first before everything else. And then if it works, great. And if it doesn't, you know, don't feel that pressure to feel like you need to do something just because it's the popular trend, you know, at this yeah. at this time. I think that's a really great piece of advice. What are other ways that we can use hashtags? Because there are some different ways outside of just posting. Um, share with us different ways that we can use them beyond just going and, and tagging our posts with hashtags. Yeah. So LinkedIn allows you to do topics, um, which are kind of like 
hashtags in a way. So you can assign your LinkedIn business page specific topics that are relevant to your audience so that they can find you. Um, another great way of using them is in communities. So LinkedIn is another great example of that. Um, you can join different communities that use that relevant hashtag and then go in those communities and also engage around that same conversation. Twitter has Twitter chats. I don't know if you've ever been on one of those before, but you can go in and specifically talk to people around a particular topic. So my example is, and this is the article that I've written, is for Content Marketing Institute, and they have hashtag content marketing world. And so on a certain day of every week, they have a Twitter chat where everybody comes together and we talk about, I think it's a different question related to content marketing. Um, another way of using a hashtag to kind of generate a community. But ultimately, you also want to think about hashtags as just using them in conversation, right? So if it's something that's relevant to you, and I'm commenting back to you on a post that you made on a specific platform, I can go in and as I'm writing my comment, think about, okay, well, somebody else might be interested in what I just said back to you. So I'm going to use the hashtag um, Cleveland Realtors, because I think other people in Cleveland would really like to know about this specific piece of advice I'm sharing. So don't be afraid to use those in other situations. LinkedIn Topics is a great one. Definitely within communities, I always say to join those if you can. Facebook groups, that's how you find things they well. Lots of opportunities. Yeah, so many ways to, to use them and, and just so many opportunities to get your, your name out there, your business out there, just by engaging with different topics that you're an expert on and that, you know, you bring to the table. That's really great. Um, You kind of mentioned like the difference with certain platforms and how they use these hashtags. Are there any other major differences that you think would be important to to call out when it thinks about using all these different platforms? Because they do all use them differently, you know, which is just another thing you got to keep up with when you think about your social media strategy is how all these platforms are using them differently. Are there any other major differences we should really uh, keep in mind when we're planning our hashtag strategy? Yeah. So when I mean, you're thinking about hashtags, you, like I said, first off, think about your audience, right? Like if your audience isn't going to be using them on a platform, then I wouldn't recommend putting a ton of emphasis and, you know, really digging into which ones you should be using. Facebook, like I said, you're not going to really be using them there, but I, again, test everything. Um, so my biggest delineators here, like I said, the number of hashtags you're going to be using and then um, how often you want to kind of be using those specific hashtags, right? So don't use the same set for everything. Your content should be different based on if you're posting on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the Twitter audience wants something very snappy, very quick. So if you are posting there, right, those one to two hashtags, um, LinkedIn, you're kind of writing a little more of those thought-provoking pieces, thought leadership, sharing news articles that are relevant to other people. So really think about your hashtags in terms of, you know, this is what I'm going to use when I share news articles. Or is there a specific hashtags you always want to use? Um, always adding a branded hashtag. So for me, my branded hashtag is hashtag coastline marketing. Is yours maybe your just your name or is it your build or company. Those are kind of things you want to consider. But again, Instagram is the biggest outlier in all of this. All the other platforms relatively the same. Pick the hashtags that you feel like your audience is going to be searching for and how they're going to find you. Um, but Instagram is, um, like I said, just a little bit different. So you want to start to think about, I tell people you want to go broad and then you want to go niche. So think about the broad topics that are going to bring someone to you that are in a more 
educational basis. They're just a little bit more maybe fun. Maybe you're doing, um, you know, Monday motivation or something like that. And then kind of think about, all right, well, I'm sharing an educational piece. So I want to get a little more specific into real estate hashtags. Um, but it really just comes down to your content. That's the biggest thing that changes across the platforms. Um, like I said, LinkedIn, it's more thought leadership, more of what your business is doing, things that you're maybe doing behind the scenes or you're hiring. Twitter is, you know, those sometimes for people just like one-off thoughts that they're posting about. Um, a little bit of a catch-all of news articles, those thoughts, blog pieces. Instagram is, to me, anyway, where your personality kind of gets to come through. Um, so same thing with your hashtags, right? Like have a little bit of a personality with those. If there's something fun that you're doing, then hashtag, you know, dogs of Instagram. If your dog's in the background and he's your coworker, um, don't be afraid of kind of getting a little more fun there. Yeah, no, thank you for that breakdown. I think that's that's super helpful. And I love the idea of having, you know, kind of your own personal branded hashtag that you use with everything. I think that's really smart. And even if you get others, you know, using your hashtag, you know, I think mm-hmm. that that is a really great way to, especially, you know, if you're the leader of a team or the a leader of a brokerage and, and you come up with a hashtag, you know, for your brokerage or for your team, hashtag the A team, you know, and then you yeah. have your your agents or your colleagues and your coworkers, you know, posting you know, that hashtag along with all of those posts, I think that's really smart. And that's a really good idea and something that we should all work to develop. And when we think about our personal brand and how that's working into things. And you also mentioned analytics, which I would love to hear your thoughts on how we monitor this, how do analytics fit into all of this? And what is the best way that we can measure our success when it comes to working with hashtags? Yeah. So the first thing that everybody wants to monitor, right, is followers. Um, I mean, it does come down to your goals. If that's your goal is to gain followers, then by all means, yes, you should be looking at that. Um, but ultimately, the goal of social is, again, to be social. So you're trying to generate clients, but ultimately you're trying to generate a connection, um, a conversation, trying to get someone interested enough that they're going to click through to your website or that call button. To you know, do that, you want to make sure that like I said, like all the relevant hashtags and things, completely lost my train of thought. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're just talking about analytics. <laughs> my goodness. But ultimately, you want to track clicks. Is are the biggest one, right? So you have a website, someone wants to call you, then you want to you want to track those clicks. You can also do something if you're trying to go for phone calls. Google Voice is a really great option. So Google Voice allows you to have a specific phone number that you can share on your Instagram page, for instance, right? And then you can track calls that are going specifically to that number. So that's a nice way of kind of trying to figure out where the majority of your traffic's coming from so that you can then go and only focus your energy on the things that are performing well for you. Engagement, that's another big one to continuously look at. So that includes comments. It does to some extent include likes, but really we're looking more at comments, the shares, um, retweets, that kind of analytics side of things. So that's showing you again, are you posting content that's actually relevant to the people that you're speaking with? If they're sharing it, then they're seeing value in what you're doing. They're commenting again, they're validating that you're sharing something worthwhile. Um, so I would tell people when you're thinking about posts, if your goal is engagement, then it shouldn't just be me saying, you know, I ate a sandwich today. Um, you want to say, I ate a sandwich today. Um, it was turkey. What's your favorite sandwich type? Prompt them to want to engage with you. If you're just saying something flat, it's not going to work for engagement. 
if you want clicks, you can't just throw a link in your Instagram caption and expect someone to click it. Tell them why there's value there. So tease something, you know, hey, I found the 12 best ways that as a realtor, you can get new clients. Um, Click the link in my bio or, you know, something along those lines, not just, you know, I found these great things and then there's a link and nobody knows why they should be clicking it. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you have these metrics to show you if things are performing. So ultimately, we say like A-B test things, right? So do one where you say, okay, well, my goal is engagement. So I made this post and it is, I had a sandwich today. It was ham. Do you like ham? Um, And then do another one that says, you know, I had a sandwich today. Would love to know your favorite sandwich shop in Cleveland. Which one performed better? Um, If one of them is, then you know a little bit better how to speak to your audience on a more personal level than you did before. All of this is so great, Ashley, and so much to think about. And But it's also, I think, important to say, you know, yes, you know, there is a strategy and a way that we should approach this and, and be doing it in the right way. But ultimately, like you mentioned, like have fun with it. You know, I think that's that's so important to think about. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to become this overwhelming thing. And, and you can have fun with it and you can showcase your personality and who you are and what you bring to the table and, and yeah. why clients should hire you. And I think that's yeah you know, really important to remember because it can get overwhelming, you know, thinking about all this. (laughs) Just like making sure you don't get lost in it. That's the hardest thing I feel like in setting a goal. So like those are two big things. One, if you're going to do social media, go into it with a goal in mind. Um, You know, just decide right off the bat, okay, my goal is to get, you know, I want people to call me. And then for the first one, just focus on that goal, but set a number. So I want five calls this one and have something to reach for because if you're just reaching for calls, then ultimately one spam call is a win, right? So set something kind of specific and measurable. I want five genuine, you know, targeted calls that really do want the service that I'm offering. And then just, like I said, don't get lost in it. Have fun, but ultimately stay focused too. So make sure that you're doing things with a purpose. Don't just go on because you know you have to have one post this month. Yep, absolutely. Well, Ashley, this was so fantastic. Thank you so much for for the great advice, the great tips, and a lot to think about, you know, when we approach our social media strategy. So this was really great uh, having you come on and, and learning a little bit more about you and what you do. So thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you for having me. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.